0: Alright, so after listening to some podcasts, you've probably heard me use the word mental energy quite a bit. And I just want to talk for a little bit about mental energy, physical energy, the differentiation between the two, and they're not really different. Okay, so the energy on this planet is flowing through humanity. And it is one energy, it's not two, but we perceive it as two, it is, it is as though it is two. Physical and mental, and it 's more than that, but those are kind of simple terms that I can use to help explain this. So the same energy comes up into us through the ground and it rises all the way up to our brain. But when it reaches a certain part in our brain, it it changes, and which is why for us, and that 's you know in the frontal cortex of the human brain which is why the experience of being a human being is different than the experience of any other life on this planet. Because we have we have two different types of energy flowing through us, two different varieties. So think for a moment about the mental energy being that which is spoken in words, in images, everything we think, we say, but think of it as imagination, imaginative, so I want to break up this dualism, this artificial, but for all intents and purposes, real dualism between imaginative and primitive. Now, the primitive energy in us is the primitive is the energy that keeps us alive, it's the energy that beats your heart and expands your lungs with every breath. You don't need to have consciousness there for that to be Active. Dogs have it. Cats have it. Birds have it. Worms have it. All life that is, let's say, of a certain... Um, well, let me just stop there. The The primitive energy is, you could call it our base energy, but it's, it's the survival instinct and... It's the things that you do in your life that you don't have to think about. Your mental energy, or the imaginative as I'm calling it now, is everything else. And when people think about who they are, their personality, it's almost entirely the imaginative part. Speaking, it's what type of person that they are but on a collective level think about the imaginative as <clears throat> as all of the institutions of society all of the civilization the cathedrals and the universities and the political structures it's a secondary energy if the primary is primitive then the secondary is imaginative and the difference between them is we can survive we can live somebody can be in a hospital bed in a coma their body will still be alive but their mind is not active the imaginative part of them is not functioning so if the primitive and the imaginative are at play in us keep in mind that the imaginative arises out of the primary, out of the primitive. That is to say, without a without a body surviving, the imaginative world doesn't exist. So, first, just like a little baby being born, is strictly in the primitive sense, living. Only when consciousness is fired up, and words begin to flow, and... The child begins to develop something like they would call it a personality. Is now there an imaginative world beginning to form as a extension of this life form? So, within you is this primitive world, this primitive level of existence, always going on that no one is really paying attention to, and it's the urge to go eat when you're hungry. It's the simplest things. It's the urge to have sex when you're horny and to sleep when you're tired. You don't have to think about them. They just are. They just are functioning and helping to keep you alive and thus life alive and growing. The point of this particular cast is just to say... Be aware of how much of your own attention, your own consciousness is tied up with the imaginative at all times. And it's it's amazing. It wasn't always like this. If you think back to the early days of humanity, prehistoric, but forget about prehistoric, just go back a couple of thousand years. In some places in the world, go back 10 years. The amount the amount of the world that's living almost entirely as a primitive is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Evidenced by the fact that it's a big story when somebody finds, let's say, a tribe somewhere that's never been exposed to civilization and they are amazed at a camera or an airplane. Those those people... That it's not to say that they, 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 they in particular are living no kind of imaginative existence. They are; their imagination may be populated with stories of nature gods, and ancestral hero, heroism, and uh, many things. But what I mean to say is that if you could jump inside the the head of somebody in one of those tribes, you would notice that. Such such a minuscule amount of their attention is paid to those imaginative levels, of storytelling, and uh, you know description of their personality that it's not even worth mentioning. They're they're near primitive entirely, and then you've got another end of the spectrum on this planet of people that are so uh, so entirely imaginative that it's the prototypical nutty professor the, the, the clumsy professor somebody who knows so much that they can astound audiences and students and write tomes of intellectual genius and their shoe is untied and they go down to tie their shoelaces and they fall over flat or they don't know how to reserve a plane ticket take a a flight somewhere, or they don't know how to hail a cab, or they don't know how to uh, fold a napkin. I mean, it's it's the other extreme. Okay, so all the rest of us are living in somewhere on this spectrum, where we are living in a combination of both imaginative and primitive energy. Now, the primitive energy that flows in you, you don't need to do anything to create it. The mental energy, the, the imaginative energy, it requires... It will now run. It is now running full speed on its own. But once upon a time, it required effort to try to think, to try to talk, to try to uh, to try to make believe. Okay, and that's where I'm going with this: is that everything that sprouts out of the imaginative level of humanity, from government to to education to popular culture, it's it is imaginary. And it's just and it's bullshit. It's not real. It's not real in the way that your thumb is real. It's not real in the way that when you wake up in the morning after a good night's rest, your body has a sensation of pleasure and and comfort. There's no comparable level of pleasure and comfort that can be found on the on the imaginative level. So, for now, just think about think about the apparent division within you of the imaginative and the primitive, and recognize that the imaginative produces a world; it produces a very real world of its own, one in which uh, there are, you know, good guys, bad guys, there are villains and heroes. And we want to, we want to put those labels and we want to create a narrative, a story on the primitive world that's going on at all times. That primitive world that we live in 100% of the time, but is not a world of words. So what do you do there when you have a consciousness now running and creating an imaginative world? How Which is more entertaining, to listen to a story, let's say, in the form of a movie? What is more entertaining, watching a movie about, let's say it's a romantic comedy, and it's a story about, well, let's just say it's a, let's just take a, 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 An old cliched romantic comedy Let's say it's a story about a rich man Who hires a prostitute Falls in love with her Because she's the most genuine person He's ever met And the struggles And comedy involved And of course Touching heartbreaking moments Of them Trying to make it work Let's just break off there for a second And explore that for a second it's interesting in a story form. Yes, how are they going to make it work? She's a prostitute, he's a rich investor or landowner or something like this. Oh, what will his friends think? And how will she adapt and live <clears throat> in his <clears throat> alien world? It's it's just it's just a story waiting to be told, right? No. Well, it is, but let's get <laughs> let's get real and primitive on this. Is there a story to tell? He fell for her she fell for him, they dismiss and disregard what anybody says, they live together, and they enjoy their life together. End. The end. <laughs> is, that, is that a story that people are going to pay $10 to watch? No. The imagination demands more. The imaginative part of us wants more. So, a story is told. But to get back to my original point, what's more entertaining? To watch a two-hour movie about the struggles and the uh, overcoming of those struggles by these two people? Or uh, uh, basically being told uh, a man met a woman, they had sex, they stayed together. That's about as close as you can get in words to the primitive uh, telling of what's actually happening. So, this is actually happening. This is what's happening every day. The primitive is happening, and then the imaginative tells a story. Uh, let your attention live in the primitive for a while. And see how less complicated and less uh, difficult life seems. Okay. Till next time.